Hello and welcome back to the Pocket Rocket podcast. We are episode three here with Georgie Cooper or Georgie Fit from Instagram. <laughs> Love that. You forgot the little <laughs> extra kind of tea at the end there. <laughs> um, and I wanted to bring Georgie on because she has a big female coaching base. Um, she does, am I right to say Georgie, mostly with lifestyle clients? Yeah, so my online coaching business is Lifestyle. I just coach um, lifestyle women. So I imagine those women come into um, this kind of whole new world of weight trading and their body changing and their priorities changing. And I imagine that it's probably quite a big change in their life and around them, their friends, family, whether it's co-workers or just people on the street that's like a whole new world for them to deal with those sorts of comments and questions so I thought you being a strong woman yourself and coming through after your unreal win at the weekend with PCA um, it'd be a really good kind of viewpoint for you as a strong woman yourself but also as a a, for want of a better phrase like a leader of women into the sport um, Mm. it'd be good to get your point of view on on the whole figure of eight yes for sure like absolutely honored to be on the podcast and I think that exactly what you've just said there is so correct like I obviously coach women in lifestyle but for them like for a lot of them the people around them their family their children their co-workers they are watching this woman go through this lifestyle change and it does mean that they're in the gym x times of week it does mean that they're weighing out their food and you know they they bring in these really really positive habits but the people around them they're not used to that and I think that what I really like to create and part of my whole sort of brand and goal is is the community vibe like that I have with coach by Georgie Mm. so what's so lovely is the girls do have each other to lean on and other girls to communicate with who are in the same position but it still doesn't make it any easier you know when you have got people who are close to you people who care about you people who you love saying oh should you be doing that or are you actually going to be going to the gym so having been through that myself obviously now people like people around me know that I take this pretty seriously but I have been there so I feel like yeah it's just really tough sometimes for women because they're trying to do something positive but sometimes they just get this what seems negative backlash is that something you find with your clients that they they all go through that phase of well what do I do when people say this or how do you handle that do they come to you seeking advice Mm, for sure I mean I feel like everybody is a little bit different um and it kind of just depends on where they've where they've kind of come from originally um, a lot of the time the, they'll come from quite a harsh dieted sort of background mm-hmm. so their family are used to them kind of you know being very restrictive with their food saying that they can't go out for meals over exercising going on runs but um, as we kind of transition into the coaching and as I try and kind of teach them the lifestyle change that mm. I talk strongly about um it becomes more like oh you're in the gym now you're lifting weights now you're always eating so sometimes it's like that and then and other people it's a completely different change like they didn't really look after their health or fitness before so it's very very selective in terms of like 
it's very very subjective sorry depending on the person but in general I feel like they all go through that kind of uphill struggle of questioning themselves like you know am I actually doing the right thing right now Mm. And, and what do you kind of what's your advice to them when they come to you and they're like so for example you had someone who maybe struggled with an eating disorder and so they were always being told they're too small and now they're trying to gain weight and they're in the gym and they're lifting weight so they're creating a new shape and now they're getting the feedback or you're you're putting on quite a lot how which I think is quite common when someone's had um, an eating disorder where they've been rather small to then trying to get that healthy weight back. I think they probably face that kind of awkward, if you didn't know me before, now you see me as bigger. Mm. What What's your really advice tough. to them then? Really tough because obviously for them mentally, that's, that's a battle by itself, you mm. know, have outside people bringing their unnecessary comments into that it's difficult and I feel like unless you have a relationship with somebody where you can be a hundred percent honest whether that's boyfriend or whether that's your parents it can be difficult sometimes because a lot of the time and I've had this before with with ladies with eating disorders or people that didn't used to eat very much um, and now they do the family is kind of coming from a good place you know it's not they don't mean it in a bad way but if you for example haven't been honest with your family about your eating disorder or you know you haven't been open and honest to your boyfriend about your previous struggles with food those comments for that person is is very like they're just said on the off whereas for you obviously it's a it's a big thing so I do always suggest to my clients that they are honest with the people Mm -hmm. around they can be um but I just tend to say like if it's from somebody who you don't care about don't even let it fade you because Mm. it says more about them than it does about you and when it is somebody who is close to you and you do care about you've got to remember like they're never really doing it because they're trying to be nasty and your goal and the reason that you started out doing this and the reason that you started the really the starting is the hard part and you've Mm. done the starting so remember why you started is always my first thing and just don't let that tiny little emotion that you feel right now when somebody makes a comment Mm -hmm. don't let that overrule your whole why your whole reasoning on why you're trying to improve your life I think that's really important um that remember your why because when someone does say something whether it's positive or negative um you kind of have to even the positive stuff you kind of have to phase it out because it's it's about you and what you're doing um mm. but it can be quite hard to remember that I think no matter what part of your journey you're at whether you're new or down the line like we are um have been doing this a while it's still it's still can be hard to block out those sorts of comments for sure like you always have to just remember like that you're doing it for yourself and obviously mm-hmm. Um, with me like being on social media you do have a thousand opinions thrown Mm. at you pretty much daily so a lot of them are positive and that's lovely Um, but some of them are negative you know and like we were saying before we hit hit live like you have to kind of block out all comments and just crack on Mm. and remember like why you started this in the first place like I didn't start bodybuilding I didn't start lifting weights so that people could comment on my photos on Instagram. I never did it for that reason. So it's just about keeping like a solid head, I think, in terms of having any sort of comments thrown at you, whether that's by people around you or by people online. Yeah, I was going to say you've got a huge platform. So 
I don't know why it is, but some people get bad comments. Some people don't ever really get any. So I was kind of wondering, do you find that you get trolls either on your comments or in your inbox? And, and if you do, how do you deal with that? I feel like since my YouTube has kind of um, increased in terms of the amount of people viewing it, um, anyone who does YouTube will know like you do tend to get more negative comments on there because people can really hide behind something on, on YouTube. Mm. Instagram is never as bad and I've never really had any, like don't get me wrong, like you obviously get the odd one or two DMs uh, in the requests, you know, just from tiny small accounts. But um, directly, I don't tend to get too much hate. Um, I know that indirectly there are things um, that are spoken about about myself, but you know what it's one of those that like it's really really tough to read those comments about yourself sometimes but again what I was saying earlier it it says a lot more about that person than it does about you and you've got to remember that in life people are going to hate what you're doing it doesn't matter what you do like they can say oh that person needs to do that and then that person will do that and then they'll have something else to say about them so Mm. yeah I mean I don't tend to get too many direct ones um but when you put yourself on social media, people will speak about you. Um, and that's just part and parcel of being on social media. But for me, I just remember all the lovely comments that I get and all of the amazing support I get. And like, I'm internally happy with what I'm doing. Like, mm. I am very, very happy with what I'm doing. So I don't try not to let anything that I read online get to me. Mm. So obviously, it does massively help being internally happy. Um are you when you're kind of talking about being internally happy do you find that whether you are more off season or whether you're that sweet spot in the middle of prep where you're kind of not that lean yet but you're you definitely look like you train to then obviously being um diced do you feel like your internal happiness kind of I suppose monitor or radar do you you reckon that changes do you know what I feel like yes at the beginning of my bodybuilding journey, a hundred percent, I would say that because my first season, quote unquote, of mm-hmm. bodybuilding was not particularly like to plan just because of COVID, mm. I feel like I had just a crazy experience with that. Like for me, my first prep was, although I was doing it for the right reasons to begin with, I didn't really have much knowledge on on sort of bodybuilding and like some of the things I would do were just absolutely like ludicrous. So coming out the back end of that and then so suddenly with, with COVID and everything being shut down and not having any gyms open, training at home, no restaurants, I did struggle with my post-show a little bit. And I feel like putting on weight then was really tough. And you beat yourself, you beat yourself up in a prep and you beat yourself up in an off-season. Um, but in terms of like internal happiness... I would say it's really hard. I would say that a lot of my internal happiness comes from how successful I'm being in my own right in mm. terms of business, in terms of my training. So when I'm not on it and I know I'm not on it, then I'm pissed off at myself. So mm. I would say like, obviously now, once I've come out of this show at the end of the year, I'm going to really aim to have a structured off season. And mm. if I nail it, I know that I will internally be a lot happier with that mm-hmm. That's how I thrive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I don't know how anyone really copes with that 
that COVID kind of show shut down because I can't even begin to imagine how you put your heart and soul into something and then it just gets taken away from underneath you. Mm. I, I don't know how people kind of mentally process that. And then as you say, it's like doing all that hard work and nothing. So then it's mm. like you could take a, excuse my French, but a fuck it mentality and go, well, I did all that for nothing. So I'm just going to enjoy myself now because I can't go out. I can't do this. All I can do is enjoy that chocolate bar or enjoy that pizza takeaway, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's like you get the post-show change because obviously anyone that finishes the show will know like everything changes in your routine. Mm. It was like that, but on steroids, like honestly, because the whole world is just shut down mm. and like nobody knew what the fuck was going on. So like not only had I finished my show early, but no restaurants were open, no mm. shops were open, no like gym was open. So it was a experience to mm. say the least um but you know you live and you learn don't you and it was my first prep so yeah and talking about that kind of obviously the gym's closed and then everything else shut down that obviously has a mental effect on you but in a physical effect and kind of bringing it back to that figure of eight and how you deal with your ever-changing body and how people may have kind of spoke on that I don't know about you, but I found during lockdown, it was so much easier to not let external factors bother me because they didn't see me. Mm, But you did see yourself more. So it was like a whole different battle. Mm, Yeah. I mean, like it was in a way I didn't have the the post show having to go into the gym and face the people in the gym Mm. and have comments thrown around in the gym by people um because I feel like for a lot of women transitioning from a prep into post-show off-season reverse diet whatever one of the most daunting things is is stepping back in the gym Mm. and that internal fear of people judging you because you've put on weight you know Mm. um and you know like it's even like do you know what even at the back end of my prep I could feel eyes staring at me when I was shredded like obviously these are probably not horrible eyes and whatever it doesn't like either way people will have an opinion won't they but it's just funny because I don't think it really matters what phase you are in Mm. whether you're in off season or whether you're absolutely diced people will stare at you like I could feel people staring at me how did that make you feel I feel like it's really hard isn't it because you're kind of like well don't why are you staring at me like don't stare at me but at the same time I feel like I'm kind of over it in a way I just think like yeah like this is this is what I do you know I enjoy this sport so much so like I don't really mind if if people are staring I just think I just laugh to myself because I just think these people have they must just look at a woman that looks like that and just think what the fuck you know (laughs) I spoke about this on my on my YouTube like even going into like I forget sometimes I forget sometimes like over the last couple of weeks like the fact that I don't look particularly normal anymore. Mm-hmm. So like me in Waitrose, mate, in a vest. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why are people staring at me? Like, why are all these old people staring at me? And then I'm like, because you literally have veins in your in your arms and you're yeah. walking around Waitrose. So you definitely forget. But like, at the same time, I just feel like, it's like you shouldn't I shouldn't say this but I chose to do the bodybuilding so mm-hmm. I kind of need to accept the fact that people are going to stare at me I I get that I do 
it's bad though isn't it it is bad and part of me thinks and this is what i want to normalize with this um i think i changed a lot of opinions about big bodybuilding men with the first series and i want to change those opinions for female bodybuilders as well um or women that train in any in any way Mm. you wouldn't stare at someone who looked different for any other reason yeah. So why should you, in Waitrose, in a vest in 28 degrees, which it has been, why should you feel like, oh, no, they have a right to stare at me because I look different? Hmm. I, I have gone back to my car before to get a jumper because yeah. I think I can't be asked. I, like, I literally just think, oh, I, be- I better cover up. Like I literally said to Ali, the girl I live with, like, oh, shit, I better grab my jumper because I don't want to scare people in the service stations. <laughs> On yeah. the way to show, that's what I genuinely said. But it's just one of those passing comments that I, I will make. But when you actually think about it, like you said, you wouldn't stare at somebody for any other reason. But maybe it's just because it's like health and fitness, you know. So people will assume that you are a strong person and that you can deal with them staring at you. Mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's difficult because technically somebody who is into bodybuilding might not feel that comfortable with somebody staring at them, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um I personally don't deal with it so well. <laughs> um, and I have been known to turn around to someone who, if I'm walking around Tesco's last year when I was uh, a few weeks out, every aisle I turned around, there was this same couple and this same guy stared at me in every single aisle. And I just turned around to him and I said, stop staring at me. Stop mm. looking at me. Because mm. I was at that point where I was, I was hungry and I was tired And I didn't want to be made to feel like a freak. Yeah, I might have looked a bit weird, a bit different. But I think we should have a right to turn around to say to someone, stop it. For sure. For sure. And I think that now more than ever, and again, people like yourself doing podcast series like this, Mm. it, it does kind of talk about the fact that women with muscle is normal now. Like, get over it, you know? um it's it's more than normal and most of the time the the guys who are have an issue with it and the people that have an issue with it are unfit and they don't have any muscle themselves Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time and I say this to the girls that I coach like it it just it's because they're jealous you know Mm -hmm. they people look at when you look at somebody with muscle and like I feel like when people look at men with muscle especially they think oh my god like they're so hard working and they're so dedicated and it's this very like strong figure and it's like oh my god um and yeah, I feel like with women it's not as much but a lot of the time people people are then like oh I wish I looked like that so they'll make a remark they'll say like oh you know go back to weighing your chicken and veg or whatever but mm. actually deep down they can appreciate how much hard work goes into that it doesn't take an idiot to to work out that you know walking around beach ready as people would say um it takes a lot of effort it does take a lot of effort it does I agree and and if you got a comment like whether it was in person or on your YouTube because obviously you've you've had a little bit of negativity there do you so let's split it down the middle because I think they are quite different online uh, I was speaking with Rhea the other day and she was like I used to react and now I just swipe delete it's gone it never happened in person it can be a little bit different so how do you deal with the two sides if you get a comment online versus a comment in Waitrose for example so I feel like with the comments online when I was younger and potentially a little bit more immature I would 
reply to them. I would put them on my story. I would, you know, I'd give them the time of day. Mm. Um, but now I feel like I don't. And that's not because they don't get to me as much. Like I still am a human being with feelings. Mm. And I think that sometimes when I read some of the stuff about me online, I think, wow, do these people realize I actually do have feelings? Um, but with with the fact that I'm now, you know, ha- have got a brand, like my coaching business is a brand of itself. So very much like what I do with just general life now, and it would be the same with negative comments. I feel like I, I can't react to them online. I don't want to react to them online because I have got a brand to keep up. So some, like I have learned <laughs> in my time of being on social media, because I've been on social media for about five years now. Mm. I have learned to know when to talk about things and when not to talk about mm-hmm. things. So for me, like I don't react to any negativity, negativity online. I'll just delete it or ignore it. Um, whereas before I would kind of like, oh, you know, I'm going to put that on my story and I'm going to write this. And then loads of people are going to reply and say, oh my God, gee, like, don't worry, you're amazing. Whereas yeah. now I never do that because... I don't ever want to come across negatively as a as a brand. Do you feel like it weakens your brand if you were to be kind of talking on it? I feel like it brings negative energy to my brand, which doesn't need to be there. Like, let those people say what they want to say, let people write comments, but like by me highlighting that and sticking my name on it as such, mm. it doesn't make my brand look particularly positive. Like, mm. if I want to read comments about myself then let me deal with that by myself I'm not going to post it you know on a page where I'm also trying to advertise my business yeah and comments in person do you kind of take the same attitude or does it depend on how hungry you are that day (laughs) depends how many weeks that we are Um, I feel like I don't I haven't really had many comments from people who I don't know um obviously you get the odd guy in the gym who makes a comment about like oh you've got big arms or or whatever like but I've kind of learned to brush that off and I think that I'm I'm very much a people pleaser and I'm not as much as I used to be like I used to just do I used to change my whole life to please people but Mm. I still feel like I have that internal people pleaser so if if a guy was to make a comment about me in the gym like I would just laugh it off I don't Mm. think I would actually have the balls to to kind of say like um excuse me what um but with friends and family I feel like before I used to get quite offended by what they would say like especially when it comes down to parents um because you know they're your parents at the end of the day and when I started bodybuilding they didn't like it but now with like the fact that they can see it means so much to me I don't tend to get those sorts of comments from people anymore so yeah it's funny like the ratio between online comments and and comments in person is like 90% online because people like to hide behind a screen you know whereas in person people don't tend to say anything to me anymore maybe that's just my persona people don't want to fuck with me (laughs) do you pop a little resting bitch face on so they leave you alone resting bitch face is on (laughs) I am. Um, I actually wanted to bring up your parents because I saw their text. You did a Q&A the other day and I saw their text and it, it kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. Um, what? So many people replied to that saying like, I'm in tears. Yeah, I think your mum's message was lovely, but your dad's kind of hit a new. I don't know, it just hit in a different way, because I think 
speaking I think I have a similar situation in that respect like they didn't really like it when I started and then my mum's always been like well other than the first kind of six months to a year she's been like my biggest hype woman my dad never really says anything so that message from your dad where he was like well f me like (laughs) like my dad is he's getting on now I'm pretty sure he's like over 60 even in my own dad's age that's bad isn't it but he's very like not very in with like tech like technology or anything like that so he would always ask me throughout the prep how is your training going like that's how he would word it yeah so and I had to like sort him out the live stream link it was a bit of a nightmare so I can like my mum has followed my journey quite religiously yeah and if anything crops up so like when for example when I'm making big big decisions about when to prep or for example the finals that have just come up like one of the first people I'll ring is my mum and we're not in close contact all the time I haven't lived with her for like I don't know like literally about eight years now um but I'll always ring her for her opinion so she's followed the prep quite religiously whereas like you said like a dad is for my dad to reach out and say like that he was proud of me like that it it does mean a lot because I feel like they probably know what bodybuilding is, but I don't think either of them really truly realized what the fuck was going on until they watched me come out yeah. on stage and was like, oh, okay. Like, when did she start looking like that? Yeah. When, you, when you're walking around in clothes, you don't look like that. So I think um, it was probably one of those, wow, that's, that's our daughter kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think dads necessarily, they're, by the sounds of it, they're from the same sort of era. I don't think that they're very good at speaking on stuff like that. So those small little words, when you get a text from your dad, and you know, he doesn't really text a lot. Like you say he's not um, yeah. not very technical. And then you're it's like, taking oh, about 20 minutes to write those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's amazing. And I think that's really good to see. Um, and, and for people to hear as well, because someone might see those messages from your parents and go oh she's lucky she's got that support but you didn't have that at the beginning Mm. so how was that yeah like honestly if you're if you feel like you are coming up to an uphill struggle with your family and your parents right now with your even not even bodybuilding you know like anybody who's who's sort of trying to improve the way they look through weight training just keep at it because Mm. my parents were so against it to begin with my mum used to google women's bodybuilding used to show me like physique women and be like we never want you to look like this like they were very very against the idea and even when I was first in the gym they would make comments saying getting quite muscly g like just saying you know I don't want you to take it too far yeah remember they used to say like oh you'll end up doing that bodybuilding stuff one day (laughs) whereas now obviously they're like my number two like they're like two of my biggest supporters Mm -hmm. so I would just say like stick to your guns like stick to your guns even on days where people are saying stuff to you and your family are saying stuff to you and you think oh I don't want to carry on Mm because they've said this and they've said that just stick with it because I don't feel like there's going to be many parents that go oh I'm game for that like yeah let's grow some biceps because especially in that sort of era they're not used to that yeah um definitely and I think as well like you say your mum googling those images she looks at you and then she looks at those images and it's just such a big jump um 
it's such a big jump to go from her little baby girl that she sees to this big strong muscly woman and if you do that over time it's like anything if you to put it really basically if you gradually cut your hair over time if you went from hair down to your bum and you said i'm gonna get a bob people would be like whoa 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 that's a big change whereas if you just gradually get a little bit bigger over time you still get those comments i think of it maybe smile when you said um like don't don't take it too far don't get too big there's always the two isn't there um yeah, you don't want to get you don't want to get too big yeah <laughs> you're like i'm trying to get too big it's not working <laughs> like when you're in a prep and, and your family's like you're looking skinny now you're looking yeah. small i think please don't offend me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean your clothes are getting a bit big that's the point yeah good point i think it's just one of those isn't it like weight training in general people are only just kind of adjusting to women doing that so mm-hmm. once you start throwing bodybuilding in the mix especially when you start going up to figure um mm. yeah people are just like what is going on like what why is this girl walking around with so much muscle mm. <laughs> and talking about that muscle as well because i think this is something that not a lot of people i think people talk about their off-season weight gain but they don't talk about their off-season physique so I think it's two different things there. So when you are a woman with muscle, if you put on five to 10 kilos or whatever it may be, that's going to look very different on you than it would someone putting on five to 10 kilos that doesn't have the muscle underneath because you're putting it on top. Mm. So for you and for your friends and family and parents, you're going to seem even bigger because of that. And, and how do you think you're I mean you've had one kind of structured off season from your your show being cancelled until then going back into a prep but how do you think you'll deal with the fact that yeah you've got these big shoulders and big biceps but then you're going to put weight on top of those it's really difficult you know it's really difficult because people are saying oh you look muscly at the moment because obviously I'm not particularly um quite quite lean at the moment Mm. so you know it's very obvious to the eye that I'm there carrying muscle but once you've put the fat on top of that okay like you rightly said you know you're not going to look like somebody who's just put fat on with no muscle underneath Mm -hmm. but you as an entity you become a lot bigger like Mm -hmm. in off season like I I'm only a short girl you know I'm five foot four I think ish I'm quite short so once you've put that weight on like you do look quite you look quite bulky you look Mm -hmm. quite big and that's where I get big arms big traps and like my back is is so much wider like I literally just hold the fat there so Mm. it's difficult because you're then still being stared at but it's maybe not as obvious to that person's eye that you have the muscle that you have underneath and this sounds really bad but like as a female you feel like you you don't look as good you know and in a way like at the moment if people stare I think well yeah like you're staring at you know all of my hard work but when that's covered up by fat it's more difficult to feel as positive about it I think so Mm. eyes on you in an off season I think it's going to be mentally a lot harder um even if you have got the shape there just because yeah I don't know do you see what I mean I do yeah I do Mm um and and I think it's important for people to hear that they're listening to this that every time you diet and then 
kind of whether you're maintaining or bulking your whole body composition changes so one year you think right I've got this handled I know how I'm going to look I know how I'm going to feel I know how people are going to react to me and then you do it next time and you look different you feel different and you get different types of comments and looks and sometimes they're positive sometimes they're not but I think there's this weird in between where people say something and it is you take it negatively they don't necessarily mean it negatively but it, but it makes you feel some type of way about yourself mm, for um, sure. when you come out from on the prep or maybe a really harsh dieting phase and people say oh my god you look you look bigger you look fuller you you know you look healthier mm. in a weird way you kind of think like oh, you, do you mean that in a good way it's it's really really tough you know and it is one of the hardest things about the sport is is adapting to feeling those types of way and dealing with those sorts of comments through the whole thing you know and that a question I kind of wanted to put to you as well because I would aspire to having an upper body like yours I love big shoulders on a woman I love big biceps I think it looks incredible and your back is insane I love that kind of dense strong woman look but I find in the gym I can specifically maybe more a bodybuilder's gym rather than a commercial that anyone says a comment like, God, you look dench. I'm like, oh, that's buzzing. I'm really happy about that. But if someone in the street was to say, God, that's a muscly woman, it's the same comment, but I feel very different about it. You're so right. Oh my God, you're so right. Like you're, if, if somebody was to come up to me in the gym and say like, whoa, like your shoulders are, your shoulders are huge. Yeah. I feel like, Oh my god thank you so much <laughs> you to walk up to me in tesco's and say your shoulders are huge i'd be like i'm sorry who are you speaking to yeah. <laughs> like what but it's the perception isn't it because you you feel like the people around you it's weird because when you're into fitness there's like a fitness bubble of people who can appreciate yeah. that and they know what you're doing and then it's like gen pop that you just try and like shy away from and try not to you just ignore all of their comments and the only comments you really try and suck up are, are people who know the sport you know yeah it's a it's a hard one um I think with a prep as well you end up becoming more and more deep into that bubble and and trying not to be outside of that and, and it's hard to explain to people external to that bubble that you you just need to draw back a little bit for a while mm. um talking about kind of that prep body then if you've got those comments being muscular in your off season and then you bring that into your prep and you mentioned about people saying oh you're looking really skinny and um, comments that i've had in the past in work was you look ill mm. How do you deal with comments where someone's not just saying skinny and you're like, bro, I'm, I'm diced. Like, I'm not skinny. I'm, I'm lean. There's a difference. But when someone says to you something like they're concerned, like you look ill, how do you deal with that? I feel like that's, it's a tough one because in a way you kind of, I don't know, I feel like I'm so self-aware of this sport and the fact that this sport is not healthy, mm. that I think when someone says to me, and they have, like in the last couple of weeks, people have said to me, you look unwell. And I think like, yes, like that's the point. Like mm. in a way, 
you know that is kind of what I'm here to do and I think that I that's one thing I really try to sort of come across with on social media because I know a lot of people who follow me aren't into bodybuilding Mm. I want to make it plain as day that like what I'm doing right now is not healthy it is not fitness it is not hashtag goals it is none of it is it is pretty unhealthy so me being aware of the fact I'm putting my body in an unhealthy state I kind of am very I don't know like I'm, I'm trying I would never be bothered by somebody saying you look unwell because I feel like that is kind of like what you expect you know you are you are you aren't healthy right now you know mm. your body is not healthy right now so you kind of have to take those sorts of comments as like yeah do you know what fair enough but yeah it's a tricky one isn't it you, I, yeah, I have yeah. seen you kind of really make that plain and simple and crystal clear which I love actually about your honesty in that respect because you do have a a big base of women that could potentially see like you say hashtag goals like oh I want to look like my coach and you're like no 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 this is not what we're trying to attain right now I feel like I have to be so careful with that because I know for a fact that there will be women who watch my prep who watch my journey online and decide they want to do the same thing and I'd never ever want them to go into that with the wrong perception of this sport because although it's so closely linked to to fitness to the gym it isn't particularly healthy at points and when I tell people the things that I've gone through on a prep it's not me moaning about it Mm because I always say if if I was moaning about if I hated it I just wouldn't do it like I just wouldn't do it but I do want people to be aware of the fact that you know you will in this sport get to points that aren't healthy in your body so you know there's no wonder that people are saying you look ill I think yeah like feel ill <laughs> yeah technically I am I think you have to be a little bit mentally ill to enjoy a prep yeah that's also very true you have to be a, a weird kind of person to enjoy that sort of stuff talking to one of my friends the other day and she was like um I, I thought I'd lost my head but I'm good I'm good I was like oh no baby girl you've lost your head if you think you're good you've lost your head yeah. you know you trying to like convince yourself that you're fine yeah like, I'm actually okay though I'm like no honestly I'm fine and I can just see people looking at me like this girl is not fine <laughs> she thinks she's fine which is even more of a worry <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> So have you had any of your lifestyle clients who you're saying that you don't want them to do that and, and you want them to be really educated in their decision making if they do choose to go into this? Have you had any of them go, I've seen this and I love what you're doing and I, I want to do it? Yeah, not directly, not as plain as day as maybe you've just said there, mm. but I have had clients um, finish my coaching, leave my coaching with the long-term goal whether they kind of have admitted that to me or they haven't and I just you know I'm not an idiot yeah Um, and they've gone gone to do that you know they've gone to progress their training forward um and I can imagine that in the next two to three years there'll be people who I've coached in the past who are now looking to looking to compete you know I feel like that's definitely a thing and again like I said earlier I would never want anyone to start doing that with the wrong idea and that's why I would never ever coach anyone ever not even close if, if someone said to me I'm thinking about competing I would just refer them on yeah like, that's not what I'm here to do um but yeah I think that there definitely has whether not 
it's not only me I've not been the true influence on that decision um but I can imagine that a few of my clients maybe in the future will step on stage yeah I think it's a natural kind of progression for some people like you and I we started just by trying to get a little bit fit and now Mm. look at us so like I think that sometimes people are like bodybuilding isn't for you like it's a specific sport but there will be women out there that start out and they haven't done any weight training before like you and me and they work their way up you know and good good on them you know one of the most mentally and physically challenging things that you can do so if you can do it crack on just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons you know and a lot of people I see when you do your Q&A's you seem to get the same question I don't know why people haven't just read your previous answer but hey hey um (laughs) would you ever coach competitors and every time you stand by the answer of no I I work with lifestyle clients um now I know that you've explained several times over there but let's just nip it in the bud (laughs) and hopefully people will hear this and then you won't get that same question on your Q&A again I will not be doing a prep a prep coaching business due to fact I've prepped once in my life (laughs) if you were like (laughs) if you were like I don't know five six preps deep um do you think that you would because I don't think it's about ability necessarily I think it's about whether you want to do that or not Mm. I think lots of people could coach if they wanted to there's lots of people that shouldn't coach but I think there are lots of people that could coach if they wanted to because they have the knowledge and experience but whether that's something you want to do is different Hmm. good question I feel like maybe further along down the line it definitely wouldn't be something that I would say no to I feel like I love managing people and Mm -hmm. I love watching people thrive Mm -hmm. and at the moment my sort of reward is is women changing their lifestyle changing their habits wearing a dress they've never worn before going into the gym they've never stepped foot in before so for me like that's a rewarding feeling listening to them tell me about that competing is at another level you know you've just watched somebody go from someone who didn't believe in themselves to this whole new person you know and like that must be a pretty awesome thing to, to watch happen so I feel like I'd never say never to that, but it just would never be anything that I did anytime soon. I think that's fair enough. <laughs> um, so I have a couple more questions, which I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Um, so let's wrap up with those. I'm conscious that I've had you on the phone for a while. Um, so is there anything, whether that was when you were younger or pre-bodybuilding bodybuilding competing whatever it may be in business personal life that you think if I could I would have done that differently um is there anything that I would have done differently I feel like there isn't anything that particularly stands out to me um that much I think that one thing that I would have maybe done but I would never have done it at the time because I was suffering so much is when I was suffering with my mental health when my depression was really really bad a few years ago I wish I spoke out about that more online and I feel like now that I am more mature and like that for me is something that I have 
have recovered from you know like I feel like a whole new woman but now that I'm prepping and and doing that I feel like that's another sort of it's not as taboo as as mental health but it's another thing that people don't really talk about and I think that's that's probably where I've got this internal want to share everything on my prep is because I'm annoyed at myself that I wasn't able to help more people when I was suffering with my my depression a few years ago so I would say that that's probably something that I wish that I had done differently um, with my platform as I was growing up that's positive I like that a lot of people kind of say there's nothing they change or because they don't believe in regrets and I don't but I do see where you're coming from of you could have done more you could have been hmm. uh, you could have reached more people or helped more people so I think yeah. that's really good um and you are Georgie overall PCA bodybuilder extraordinaire from kind of being a girl that just liked to train to all of a sudden in our little world coming out of nowhere and absolutely killing it (laughs) but but how do you want to be remembered I want to be remembered as a strong woman who people have also been inspired from so I would I would love people to be able to say like I've watched G do what she's done and I've taken away from that and I've done x y and z so like to be fuel for other people's fire like that's literally what I want to be known for that's amazing I love that Wow. Thank you so, so much um, for joining the podcast. And if people want to find you and they don't know where you are, where can they find you? So my Instagram handle is two underscores Georgie Fit. um, And my YouTube channel is just Georgie Cooper. Lovely. Well, thank you very, very much as I say for joining. I've absolutely loved our chat. And um, I hope that anyone that's listening to this feels kind of a little bit inspired and, and knows that you can come from just an, an everyday kind of normal person that d- just wants to pop into the gym here and there to not just go into bodybuilding. That's that's separate, but they can change their life and be healthier and be happier. And I hope that they can take some advice from what you've said today mm-hmm. about how to deal with those external factors just about sticking to your guns it's just about remembering your why and sticking to your guns and just not letting anyone or anything knock you off course and if it does it doesn't matter just get back on you know love that thank, thank you, you so, so much, much Jay. i feel no. honored i literally feel honored to be your third third woman on on this podcast because you've had some corkers already yeah <laughs> and fabs. um but yeah honestly i've literally enjoyed your series before so much so thank you for having me on this one Oh, thank you. Oh, that's really lovely. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, um, thank you very much. And I will speak to you soon.